What's up, everybody? It's Hard Truth Sports Podcast coming at you guys with another one. I'm kind of short on time, so I'm going to go through the things. I'm not going to spend too much time on some things that were kind of big news, but I don't really care about. So I don't think it matters in the world of sports or whatever. So first of all, I got to point out, I'm watching ESPN right now. I was, I was trying to record this yesterday, but I couldn't because things come things came up. So I'm watching this. I'm, I'm recording this, sorry, Friday, 2 o'clock, and I'm, while I'm watching the passing of the torch in the MLB from the past to the present, Clayton Kershaw is passing the torch on to Brad Keller. That's the MLB news I got for today. Um, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful to watch. It's a little spring training baseball passing of the torch. It's beautiful. So watch out for Brad Keller. Because he's getting the torch today. So, um, one thing I don't really care about. Two things I don't really care about. J.J. Watt to the Cardinals. Uh, they paid him way too much money. $23 million guaranteed for two years. Cardinals got hosed. They're not going to compete because Packers, Rams, 49ers are the only three real competitors. Really only Packers and the Rams. Uh, if anyone besides the Packers or the Rams made the Super Bowl, I would be shocked. So, and then I also have the Seahawks. Honestly, like, the Cardinals could finish last in the division. Wouldn't surprise me. So, I don't know if they can make the playoffs, if they'll finish last in the division. I don't, I'm not doing any research at all. Uh, but my point is, J.J. Watt to the Cardinals doesn't make them competitors. So, Yeah. Another NFL free agent news. Big Ben, one-year deal with the Steelers. Uh, this also doesn't matter. Steelers were frauds last year all season, even when they were 11-0. This is just a retirement tour. They said, hey, Ben, you won two Super Bowls with us. You brought us two rings. We're going like, to give you one more year with fans, without COVID stuff, and you can. this will be a retirement tour. This is, this is your season to just – not to just like to just like uh, celebrate your career. This this season is the celebration of Big Ben in Pittsburgh. Um, I think they're gonna be, you know, they might finish second in the division, maybe, probably third. But you know, it doesn't matter. Steelers aren't competing for anything, even if they didn't bring back Big Ben. And I think Big Ben sucks. Fuck Big Ben. You know, he's a garbage person, but. Uh, the, even if they weren't going to sign or make any moves to um, to compete anyways. So, there it is. Another free agent quarterback. A lot of... I didn't think about it. There's a lot of QB news past week, week and a half. Dak Prescott said he wants to make the... said he wants the second biggest contract in the NFL. Um, if I was in the Cowboys organization and Dak Prescott or his agent told me that, I would tell them to politely fuck off. We're not giving you a second biggest contract in the NFL. One, you've only won one playoff game. And I mean, this is, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like mean or whatever, but like he has the same amount of playoff wins as horrific leg injuries. So you're not, you're not, you're not worthy of the second biggest contract. 
in the NFL. Just period. I'm not doing it. Franchise tag him, whatever. I'm not saying Dak Prescott's not going to come back from his injury or whatever. I'm not saying that Dak Prescott is bad, but he's not the second-best quarterback. So if you're not the second-best quarterback, and if you're not even the top-five quarterback, which we'll get to just a little bit later, I'm not giving you a top-five contract. So, no. And he hasn't, even if he wasn't a top-five quarterback and, like, won, like Jimmy G did, I know Jimmy G got, Jimmy G's market already passed him by, obviously, but at the time, that was a stupid contract because Jimmy G is not a playmaker. And Dak, I'd, I'd say Dak and Jimmy G are comparable. I think Dak's, I'd take Dak a little bit, a little more, but I don't know. Um, so... Let me see how I'm going to do this. Okay, so let's start. I typed this wrong in my notes. So Russell Wilson, more Russell Wilson news came out. They're calling it the, they're dubbing it the Russell Wilson saga, which is a joke because the whole thing is a joke. The news came out. Uh, some dude tweeted, it's even it's this the Russell Wilson trade talks is even less of a story than I thought it was before, and I kept on saying you can go back and listen. I said Russell Wilson's not getting traded. There's no reason to trade him, right? So Don Kleiman tweeted, or they said that's actually the wrong tweet. What the fuck? Okay, here we go. He said. Yesterday, he said, he said, the rift between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks is happening because Wilson believes he's a top five quarterback, but he thinks that the media and the public and maybe even the team thinks that he's, that he isn't a top 10 quarterback. And I, all time, I didn't even see that top five, Russell Wilson thinks he's a top five quarterback all time but thinks that other people don't think he's top 10 quarterback all time. So the other people are right. Russell Wilson's wrong, obviously. He's not a top five quarterback. He may not even be a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. So like I said, um, he's not getting traded. They're going to fire Russell. They're going to fire Pete Carroll before they Tread Russell Wilson, and then Don Kleiman followed up. He said that the issue between the two sides is because Carroll gave him full reins of the offense, but Wilson couldn't. He struggled. He didn't struggle, but there was a drop off between the first and half, uh, first half and the last in the second half of the season last year, which is true. And he, Russell Wilson, the thing wrong with him is he holds the ball too long. And then he came out and trashed his O line earlier in this in this current off season. So even though he's kept his mouth shut pretty much his whole career, so I don't really have a problem with him like trashing the O line because you are Russell Wilson. You did win a Super Bowl. You know, you may have less MVP votes than Derek Carr, but you're still your Super Bowl champ. You went to another one, right? But like I said, the quote of him thinking that he's a top five quarterback all time is just ridiculous. And like I know that every NFL player 
in every professional athlete in general, just every athlete, everybody, but more so professional athletes, especially quarterbacks and guys like Russell Wilson, who seem like a giant douchebag um, and a diva. Like, you have to have that mentality, but to think, but that's ridiculous that it's actually interfering with the reality of the relationship of his team and his head coach, who he won a Super Bowl with. Now, granted, if his coach wasn't a giant dumbass, he may have won two, but whatever. So, like I said, Wilson thinks he's a top five quarterback, and all time, and I say, no, absolutely not, right? But then I was thinking about it, like, is he even a top five quarterback today, like right now? So, in my little tears here, I got my little NFL tears. I only got seven guys listed. Just uh, This is just off the top of my head. So, this is, like, my predictions for next year, I guess. Let's take a drink of water. All right. <clears throat> All right. So, in Tier 1, I got Mahomes and Rodgers, right? That's two. Then in Tier 2, I have three guys. I have... Watson, I got Stafford, and I got Herbert, right? So there's five right there. So Russell Wilson, right off the bat, right off the top of my head, is not top five. And then I have Wilson and Josh Allen in the third tier. And so that's, he's top seven for me. He's top seven. That's not a diss. That's not a knock on Russell Wilson. I just have top seven. I don't think, I don't think anyone can like complain about that or whatever. So I guess the main take in this is he's not getting traded. Uh, it was funny because they also tweeted that there was also tweets going around that saying that teams were calling Russell, calling the Seahawks wanting, wanting offers or whatever for Russ. And like, it's such a joke, man. They're not trading him. Like, if I was the owner or whatever of the Seahawks or the executive or whatever, like, if anyone answer those calls, I'm firing them. I'm saying, you dumbass, you're not working here anymore if you take any calls on Russell Wilson. Because even if he's a top seven quarterback, he's still a top seven quarterback. He's won a Super Bowl. He's a great quarterback, right? Like, I'm firing the general manager. I'm, I'm ripping the phones out. I'm not paying the phone bill. Like, I'm... I'm I'm taking a sledgehammer to the to the copier to the printer, like I'm making it impossible to make any trades because we're not trading Russell Wilson. That's what that they're not going to trade him, and that's like what I would do, obviously. And I'm doing that same thing if I'm the Texans guy, and they're trying to trade Watson, like, like fuck off, like other teams just fuck off. You're not going. They're not trading them. I'm telling you right now, they won't get traded. At least they won't get traded this offseason. Now, I don't know. People say Deshaun Watson isn't going to play. I call, I'm calling his bluff. He's not going to hold out. He, he signed his contract after they traded. They signed his contract after they traded um, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, he's going to play. There's not, because he's. People saying, oh, he's not going to play. I was like, he's not going to get paid then because it's ridiculous. They're, I don't know. He has, they have, the thing about the NFL is 
people see the NBA and like James Harden literally ruining the rock. I shouldn't say ruining, but literally like t- t- virtually just not playing. He's on the court, but he wasn't playing. And then just demanding a trade, right? But that you see Deshaun Watson has zero leverage. James Harden had all the leverage in Houston. Deshaun Watson has literally zero leverage. Because they he signed his he just signed his contract and he signed it after they traded um after they traded Hopkins. Maybe if he signed it before they traded Hopkins, he'd have like some he'd have some leverage or whatever. He'd have some like genuine like uh complaints or whatever. But like, dude, you knew it was an umster fire. You knew Texans were incompetent and you still signed the contract. Like, like I'm not defending the Texans or whatever, but I'm also not defending Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. They're not trading him. Take it to the bank. They're not going to trade him. So, there's NFL. There's an NFL offseason. There's also kind of a mini offseason in the NBA right now. We're in the All-Star break. And... This seems like a long time ago, but uh, Brian Windhorst came out the other day and he said, he tweeted, he said, he said that in the next 12 months, a star or a superstar player will demand a trade to New York. And he says, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I have guesses. So, I don't know who he's talking about, right? But I, ha- I too, have my guesses here on the Hard Truth Sports Podcast. So, this isn't our truth. This is the Hard Prediction. Call it the Hard Predictions Podcast. So, I got two guesses on who it is. And I didn't do much research, obviously, because no one listens to this. And it's kind of shitty. But, actually, very. it's actually very shitty. But... Here, I got two guests off the top of my head. One's obvious, I think, that most people would be like, duh. And then I think one's kind of like a not so obvious. I wouldn't call it dark horse, but not so obvious. So, the first one, the obvious one, the obvious one is Jimmy Butler. Now, he's played with Tibbs everywhere he's gone. You know, the, the story is everyone loves Tibbs. Everyone wants to play with Tibbs. Tibbs always bring back he, – he brought back D-Rose and Deshaun Gibson. It's comedy at this point, how everywhere he goes, he just brings back the Bulls. It's pretty funny. Um, so that's the reason why he'd want to go, but I don't know why he'd want to leave. I don't know why he'd want to leave Miami. He, you know, he just went to the finals, uh, even though people said it was a fluke. Which it totally was. This, they're never going to make the finals again. But I don't know why they want to leave Miami. Right? Because even though it was a fluke finals, it's, you know, they're still a good team and still Miami. So, I don't know. You know, he has a big coffee brand or whatever the fuck. And I thought it was funny that if, if Jimmy Butler does demand a trade, the Knicks are going to trade for Jimmy Butler because it's Tibbs. And it'd be funny. It's just funny that the Knicks are finally on their path to n- not being a dumpster fire. 
and then suddenly they're going to trade R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox for Jimmy Butler, which is pretty funny. Like you're trading your future for you're trading your future in R.J. Barrett for Jimmy Butler for Tibbs guys. I don't know. It'd be kind of funny. I thought that was funny. And you've done their drink of water. All right. Now, to my kind of dark horse pick. It is Donovan Mitchell. So, um, Donovan Mitchell, he's from New York. He's from New York City. I think his dad played in, his dad was, I thought his dad was a major leaguer, but I guess he just played in the minors. Um, I thought he played for the Mets for some reason. I don't know. Uh, but he, I do know Mitchell is from New York. And so he, he wanted to go home. One reason is he, he wanted to go home. And now the other reasons I have for Mitchell wanting to go to New York is he wanted to go home, but he wants to get out of Utah, right? Utah, it's Utah. There's nothing in Utah. He wanted to go to New York because it's New York, right? But I've said it over and over again is that Rudy Go the Jazz cannot compete with Rudy Gobert under that contract. It would be hard to compete with Rudy Gobert on the half of his contract. But it's virtually impossible to compete with Rudy Gobert on the max, right? Everyone's saying, oh, the, Go- the Gobert contract worked. They have success. No, the fuck they don't. Being the one seed halfway through the season is not success. That's just regular. Like, literally does not matter. Especially when there's no fans. I think the no fans... I think the people saying that home court doesn't matter because there's no fans is way overrated. It totally does because... The home court does matter because of the travel. Obviously. that That's my take on it, but whatever. But... The point is, Donovan Mitchell knows the Jazz can't compete. Uh, he probably hates playing with Rudy Gobert because he sucks. Rudy Gobert's bad. Uh, like I said, the like I said, Rudy Gobert sucks and is awful and is a fraud. But the biggest thing about his contract is that they paid him more than Donovan Mitchell. And if I was Donovan Mitchell, I'd be pissed if a center, a garbage ass center on my team, got paid more than me. You know, I'm Donovan Mitchell's. I'm the Donovan Mitchell's a superstar. That's who you're building around. But they paid to go bear more for some reason. I'd be pissed if I was Mitchell. Let me go to my hometown in New York. I can force a trade. That's why I think Mitchell's going to New York. I think my guess is Jimmy Butler and Donovan Mitchell. Um, obviously, I'm not like said on. I'm not saying, oh, these are the only two guys that would be able to demand a trade, but. Uh, you know, those are my two guesses off the top of my head when I took these notes. Like I said, uh, the Jazz, they won't be able to compete. Uh, I went over this last time, but like the Nuggets, Michael Porter's coming. The Nuggets are young. The Suns, Booker and Aiden's comparable to Mitchell and Gobert, but Aiden doesn't have a super max, so they're going to be in a better situation. And the Pelicans, the Pelicans aren't getting worse, even though I think they might be a little fraudulent, a little fluky. And Luca's there too. So uh that exists. Let's go. Adalberto Monesi, baby. Best young shortstop in the league.
in Bay in the world, I should say. So just hit a, he just hit a double, an RBI double with two outs to tie the game. So yeah. Oh, on the first pitch. Oh that. Oh. Mookie couldn't catch that. Yeah, but Merrifield scored first easy on that. Oh, all right. Um, so Celtics trade rumors. Um, there have been a lot going around, kind of. Uh, they said they wanted Jeremy Grant. I think that was debunked kind of quick. Um, I that I don't think it wouldn't have. I don't even if it wasn't. Even if the rumors were true. I don't think they would have anyways because Jason Tatum is the four on this team. And, like, the Celtics' prime killer death lineup is Tatum at the four. So they're not trading for Grant because he wouldn't play crouch time. And another one is Vooch. Um, Vooch would be a good fit, honestly, but, like, I don't... Like, my thing with Vooch is he shouldn't have been an all-star this year. It should have been Tobias Harris. So, trading for a one-time all-star on a losing team, right? Is Vooch an empty stats guy? Ooh, is he an empty stats guy like Zach Levine or D'Angelo Russell or whatever? You know, we don't know. Um, obviously, he's going to be an upgrade over Tice or Tristan Thompson. But, you know, is he... I don't want to say is he that much of an upgrade, but, like, we don't know if he's a winning player yet. You know what I mean? And also, um, Vooch isn't, like, a defensive-minded, you know, DPOY candidate. And my thing about the Vooch trade is even if he is really good, like, you're trading for your fourth score because you still have Kemba... Because you're not trading, you're not including Kemba in the Vooch trade because then you, then you have no point guard. I've seen a trade, I've seen a, a mock trade where it was Kemba and someone, they traded, the Celtics gave the Magic Kemba in exchange for like Michael Carter Williams and they got like Ricky Rubio's three team deal or whatever. I think that was stupid because you're downgrading significantly at point guard at that point. So they're not. They're trading for their fourth score in Vooch if they do it because you got Kemba and the Jays. So I think they're not going to do it. And even if he was good, like I don't still don't think they're going to do it because Marcus Smart's out. They're still in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I don't know, it's COVID year. I don't know. They have their trade exception, but they can still use that in the offseason. I had a trade here that I think it would be a steal for the Celtics. It said it was a success on TradeNBA.com. It was Vooch and Chief, Alpha Rukuminu, for Neesmith, Williams, Tice, and Thompson. And a first and a second. Like, I don't know if the Magic would do that. But, I mean, I... Why not? If you're the Magic, you know what I mean. Like you're not competing. Vooch is how old is how old is Vooch? Vooch, Nikola Vooch. 
Booch is 30. Yeah, he's 30. Right. One-time all-star in my book. Um, you know, I wouldn't do it if I was a Celtics. They're probably, I say, um, and by the way, I, when I said Williams, I meant Grant Williams, not Robert Williams. Because, uh, to me, you have to keep Romeo Langford and Robert Williams if I'm the Celtics because they're still young. Like, Tatum's only what? Let's see. Jason Tatum. Yeah, Jason Tatum's only 22, right? So, Jason Tatum's only 22. Your team is still young. You're building around the the Jays, who are 22 and 24. Like, you don't need to make a win-now trade. Because Romeo Langford's coming back. Marcus Smart's coming back. Those are guys that you need. That's what you need on the team, is you need wing depth. that Because you, you don't have it right now with Langford and Smart out. I'm a big Romeo Langford guy. Um... I think he's going to be really good. I don't know why. Like, I literally have no reason to say it. Um, say I have a lot of Romeo Langford stock. What a couple cards, Fizz. Uh, we for totally forgot to talk about this. Um, which is the one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm all in. Going back to the NFL. I'm all in on Zach Wilson. Uh, I think he's he might be the best quarterback in the draft. Um, he's not from a huge school, right? He's not throwing to wide open. He's not throwing to Devontae Smith and Waddle. Just wide open every play. Right? Excuse me. Uh, he's been through adversity. He had a, he had a, he started freshman year. Then he had to, he had a fight for the starting job in his, in his sophomore year. He fought for the starting job, and I think he won it, obviously. He wasn't that good his freshman year, maybe sophomore year or whatever. But he's a stud. I think he's going to be, like I said, I think he's going to be like the best the best quarterback. Um, uh, what's his name? Chris Sims had Zach Wilson number one overall in his rankings. I think, yeah. He had him above Lawrence. I think I might do this. I, t I swear to God, I typed this before I saw uh, before I saw Chris Sims rankings. Chris Chris Sims is like is like Simstradamus when it comes to NFL to come college co college quarterbacks to NFL. Uh, so I got I got a ton of Zach Wilson stock. I'm all in on him. I bought oh, I cornered the market on Zach Wilson. He has all the arm talent. Uh, like I said, if I'm if I'm a team, obviously the Jacks are probably going to take Trevor Lawrence, and you can't. I'm not going to like debate anyone Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, right? I'd take Zach Wilson. But uh, if I'm any team besides the Jags, I'm without hesitation drafting Zach Wilson. I'm I'm get I'm trading up for Zach Wilson this season. If I'm the Bears, I'm trading up for Zach Wilson. If I'm the Dolphins, I'm taking him number three. My prediction is that he goes number three to whoever. That's where 
because the I don't know I forgot who's number two. I think the Jets. Uh, and the Jets are a dumpster fire. If I was the Jets, I'd take Zach Wilson and trade Darnold because I I'm not all out on Darnold yet, but I th- I'm but I'm all in on Wilson. So that's kind of a hot take, I guess. Um, my plan is to retire on my on my um, Zach Wilson, Jordan Love. I have a huge amount of stock in Jordan Love. Corey Davis, Carson Wentz. I bought a lot of Carson Wentz stock. There was a fire sale last year. I'm I'm all in on Carson Wentz. And my Jason Tatum stock. I'm all in on Jason Tatum too. So I'm going to retire off those guys when, you know, they're Hall of Famers at their respective sport. Um... So, Zach Wilson, number one overall. That's who I'm taking in the draft if I'm the Jags. And I'm trading him to get him. For real, though, um, I didn't even write this on my notes, but if I'm the Bears, and I need a quarterback, obviously. If, obviously, I'm trying to get Deshaun Watson. Because as much as I'm, as much Zach Wilson stock as I bought... He's unproved. Deshaun, you can't, obviously you're taking Deshaun Watson over Zach Wilson, right? But, if I can get Zach Wilson for a lot cheaper, like, I'm taking Zach Wilson, right? I'm taking Zach Wilson if he's a lot cheaper. You know, uh, to trade up, I'm stuttering, to trade up like in the draft or to trade the Texans for Deshaun Watson. So, that's what I'm doing. Um, and if I'm the Jags, I'm trading back to get Zach Wilson because the, the Trevor Lawrence is probably going to go number one. But if I'm the Jags, I'm trading back. I'm trading with the Dolphins. I'm saying, hey, pick swap. You get one. We get three. Give me another first. Give me a third. You get Lawrence. And then I'm taking, and I'm taking Wilson at three. Or I'm, or I'm trading that first to the Jets or whatever. I'm trading down to the number two. You can have Trevor Lawrence. I'm all in on Zach Wilson. Best to drop the pen right there. So I'm going to talk about this. I had to skip around in my notes because I messed up. We're only at 30. We're only at 30 minutes. Yeah, we banged this out quick kind of. We still have a lot more to go. Um, let's see, let's see. Okay, another NBA news. Um, the NBA ejections and technical fouls have, like, have skyrocketed. I mean, there's so, it seems like, it seems like every, every few days, there's, like, a petty technical foul rejection. Devin Booker got ejected a couple days ago. I remember watching this one game live. I think... They were playing the Celtics. It might have been Valentine's Day, honestly, because I think I bet on this game. I think it might have been Valentine's Day. Um, Pelicans at Celtics. or I think it was at, at New Orleans. But J.J. Reddick got ejected for literally, like, spinning the ball to a referee. Like, totally, like, he didn't even say, like, totally, like, he, there wasn't even a foul called or anything or whatever. I don't know. But he got ejected for it. It was ridiculous. Devin Booker got, eje- got Devin Booker got ejected a couple days ago. Um, news has come out that 
allegedly he called the ref a bitch, which is hilarious. And it's like, if you called the ref a bitch, you know, I wouldn't eject him, but, I mean, you can't, you can't like, you know, you, your case kind of derails your case if you call someone a bitch. It's pretty funny. I, like I said, I wouldn't eject him. Uh, but, yeah, it's pretty funny. And then, when was it? Yesterday, two days ago, Donovan Mitchell, the guy who's going to demand a trade to New York, got ejected for getting two, uh, two technicals. I think he just got two technicals, like, in a row, like, in the same play. And that's how he got ejected. Uh, he was just bitching at the refs. And then after the game, I didn't even see, I didn't even like look into the play to see if he had any like point or whatever. But the point was, he got two technicals, which is ridiculous. Like you can't, you just can't, like, if I'm a ref, like, why are you giving out technicals? It's my thing. Like, it wouldn't be a thing, but I'm going to make the point. My point is going to be made really soon. But like, I just wouldn't be giving out technicals. Uh, and then after the game, Mitchell said, uh, he said we won the game, which is hilarious. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. You literally got you got gifted a game last year at your home court when Lillard had the layup and they called, or they didn't call the goaltending, which is obvious. And he said it's getting ridiculous. Um, taking a page of DeMarcus Cousins' book. It's getting ridiculous. It's really getting ridiculous. Um, so my problem is, like, the technical, the technical itself, it's like, who cares? You know, you got a, you got a technical foul for talking shit. Like, who cares? But the thing is that the guys get fined for it. And, like, even though, even though the fine is just, like, not even, it's like, it's a slap on the wrist with the, with the, uh, like a, it's a light slap. It's a tap on there. It's a damn, it's a damn time, like, a little two-finger tap on the wrist the fines you get for technical fouls so but even if it was like even if it was one even if, even if they got fined one dollar for a technical foul like you can't the refs you can't hand out petty tax like you just can't do it 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 makes it personal because even if they aren't even if the refs aren't don't have like personal beef with them it makes it personal because you're making me get fined like, you, like, the referee, I know they're bitching about it. Like, you're bitching to the refs, which is ridiculous. I'm going to get to that in a second, too. But I'm not defending the players here by, by constant, for the constant bitching at the refs. But, like, the referee, if you call a technical on somebody, that is the sole reason why they're getting fined. Not because they bitched at you. It's because you called the technical foul at them. Now, news came out earlier today. I just saw it that the NBA did find them. But I think that was for the post-game comments that Mitchell made, who probably wouldn't have made those comments if he didn't get two technicals and get ejected from the game, right? Now, um, let me try to pull up the tweet. I didn't have this in my notes because it just came out. I think that Mitchell and Gobert both got fined. Um... Let me see. Yeah, here we go. 
NBA fines Donovan Mitchell $25,000 and Rudy Gobert $20,000 for criticizing the refs, which is hilarious. Now, twenty-five grand is a slap on the wrist. Um, that's a lot of money. But I'm I'm pretty sure that was for the post game conference. I don't know what I don't know what Gobert said. Um, let me get another drink of water here. This is hard to do it by myself, dude. It's so hard because. Usually, if, if you have someone else, you wait for them to talk, and then you, like, get a little drink of water or whatever. But if you're by yourself, there's no one to fill in for your, for your, uh, you know, I don't have anything to say right now. And usually someone else would talk, but I don't have that, so I'm, and I don't have the time nor the care to edit it to make it sound halfway decent, but... So that's why I'm just getting a drink of water. I don't care. All right. Okay. Um, what did I just leave off? Okay. Uh, I have the fine chart. So this is um. So for a technical foul, you get fined two thousand dollars each. Uh, just for one through five, and most players don't get five in a year. I won't think. Right. So Donovan Mitchell, assuming I don't know if I don't think he has any technical fouls earlier this year. But just for getting ejected, the refs caused him. So he got two techs, which got him ejected. And I, I think I'm doing this right. I don't know if the ejection is because you get if that counts for the two techs too, or just getting tossed. But how I interpret it is but correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how it works exactly, but I think this is how it works. So he got two technical fouls. This is I'm positive. He got two techs. That's four grand, just for the two techs, right? Then two techs means you got ejected, and then first ejection. I think I'm pretty sure that was the first ejection that uh, this time. Two grand. So that cost him six thousand dollars. The refs said. Fuck you, Donovan Mitchell. You're getting fined six grand, right? And the refs have to know this. They have to. They, the refs have to know this. When you when you're in college or whatever, like you can get you can give text all you want because you can't find the players. You know, nothing happens to a player in college ball. Yeah, I, to my knowledge, I don't, maybe there's some weird rule, but. I'm pretty sure that if you get teed up in college, like, nothing really happens to you because they can't find you, obviously. You know, you're not getting suspended. Uh, probably the, you know, you'll get fucking lit into by your coach because you were talking shit and maybe have cost your team, like, a game or something. But, like I said, tees don't happen too often in college. Maybe it's because they don't bitch at the refs as often as the NBA players do, but... Uh, like, like TV Teddy Valentine, that dude can give out all the fucking technicals he wants because nothing, like, there's no, there's really no consequences to, holy shit, who just hit that bomb? Someone just hit a bomb in the Royals game. Who was that? Some dude made an outstanding catch in the outfield. Michael A. Taylor. 
Oh, that was Suli. All right. Anyways, like I said, TD Tully Valentine can give out all the texts he wants because there's no real consequences to giving out a technical foul like the NBA. Because when you give out an, when you give out a tech in the NBA, that player gets fined. Like even if it's only one dollar, you still get fined, which is bullshit. Like, I don't know. I'm not defending the players, obviously. And Montrezl Harrell got a technical. He said, I heard, I watched his press conference or whatever. He said that he said and one, and then he got teed up for it, which is, like, ridiculous. Like, they need to fix, they need to do something about the officiating in the NBA. Like, it's getting out of control. I'm not even talking about the technical fouls. This is one thing of it. Um, I'm going to, uh, let's see, uh, I'm going to say this first. Like I said just before, I'm not defending the players for bitching at them. I'm going to take it a step further. Like, you, they need, I understand the text, like, you can't bitch at them. But it's kind of, it's kind of a, like a, a circle of, you know, things. Like, if, if a player gets a technical foul, especially in games that actually matter, the refs aren't going to call another one on them because... Like, because they get ejected. Like, and you saw even, like, people still talk about it to this day that Draymond Green, uh, you know, he got suspended for a game in the finals because he got too many technical fouls, right? And I don't have, like, I don't think I have, like, a solution for I kind of have one, but it's not. I don't have like a solution for like how you stop the bitching at the refs because you can't just keep on giving texts out. Because if you do that, everyone's gonna eject it. Everyone's gonna find like it'll be a clusterfuck. But you can't just not team team up at all. I'm gonna have to go soon. Hold up. But you can't just not team up at all because then they'll keep bitching, right? And like I said, uh. I watched a high school game the other day, a high school basketball game, and the refs were incompetent, 100% incompetent. But the point was, literally the entire game, everyone was just bitching at the official. I mean, it was ridiculous. Even though the even though the official was in, like I said, in 100%, completely and totally incompetent, the entire game, like literally the entire game. Which is bitching at the refs, and it it looks it's a ridiculous uh, spectacle. See high school kids is this was like a low level high school like low class high school game. I mean it was ridiculous. Like you can't, uh, you can't um, hold up, like you can't um, like you can't just bitch at the refs, and this is undeniably. The take that I guess the take that I have is it's undeniably influenced by the NBA. <coughs> I got another drink of water. Holy shit! It's undeniably influenced by the NBA players, and uh, I like I know this like a I know I sound like an old man here, but like. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, the the high school games, like literally, they were they were 
bitching at the refs like they were LeBron and in the Lake that they, they act like they were the Lakers. I mean, it's hilarious. But like, you just can't have it. Like, it was the postseason, but it was ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. That's my take on that. But the solution here is. Uh, you gotta have the challenge rule for NBA is so incredibly stupid. Uh, it it almost goes against itself because you give coaches one challenge and even if they get it right, uh, they lose the challenge. So you're penalizing teams for making the wrong call. Um, because even if I if you make a bad call in the first quarter, I and if, and if I get it right, now you're taking away my challenge because you got the call wrong. It's stupid. My solution is give coaches their challenge back if they get it right. Or maybe have like one challenge for each quarter per coach or whatever, per team or whatever. Um, that may fix some of the like ridiculous complaining of the officials. Um, because like, you know, don't complain, just review it. I don't know. But the reviews are a whole another issue. I'm not, I don't have time to talk about it right now. Um,. Uh, I guess I do. Uh, just quick, like the the, the replays take twice, three times as long as they need to. Literally every single time. I don't understand why they don't have a guy or team like live in New York or wherever the headquarters watching every game, just watching it live. Have the replays pulled up and just quick say like, "Oh, out of bounds on him," because half the time they're just completely obvious. And I can tell I I'm calling it out what the what the right call is, literally the first replay they show me. And it takes like, and if I was doing if I was working the games, the replays would take literally two minutes maximum, like every time. But for some reason, it takes so long it ruins the game. That and jump shooters diving into defenders, it's ruin. It, I I sound like an old man. But it's ruining the game. Um, uh, let's go. Rising stars. Um, don't really have time for this. Uh, Zion's, Zion was named a rising star. That's stupid. He's an all-star. Uh, you just left someone off the list for no reason because you put an all-star. You How can you be a rising star and an all-star? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, I'd replace P.J. Washington. Uh, and so I I put P.J. Washington in instead of Zion, because Zion's an All Star. He shouldn't be a rising star because he's an All Star. Um, so don't have much time talking about rising stars. All Star draft. Uh, usually it's All Star draft. Like who cares? But it was funny because uh, Rudy Gobert was the last pick. <clears throat> you know, they're drinking water. Uh, Rudy Gobert was the last pick. LeBron, on his second to last pick, said, I need some size. And Rudy Gobert is obviously still on the board. And he said, I need some size. Give me Sabonis. Um, everyone hates Gobert. Everyone hates Mitchell is the second to last pick. I've said it over and over again. The Jazz are the most unlikable team in the NBA. I don't think it's really close. It's not really close. The Jazz are the most unlikable team in the, in the league. That's why they were picked last. And Gobert was picked last because everyone knows he sucks. I mean, he's awful. He's, he's, 
is a he's an he's an awful player anywhere outside the restricted area. He's bad. He's a liability. That's why he's the last pick. LeBron's like, oh, I don't play with the Jazz on two K. Like, just say Rudy Gobert sucks. Like, just say you think he's bad. Like, anyways, um, that was my take. Is that people don't like Gobert, and also Luca. Uh, they drafted Luka over Jason Tatum, which is ridiculous. I've said it over and over again. Luka Doncic is he's on the Mount Rushmore of frauds. Uh, Rudy Gobert is also there, and they picked him over Jason Tatum. Uh, it's ridiculous. I, like I said, I I bought, I just bought more Jason Tatum stock because um, if he's low, if his stock is lower than Luka, which it literally is right now, um. I'm buying more of it because I'm getting a steal on it because Tatum's legit, I think. Um, All-Star Weekend, um, we got I Don't Care About the Skills Challenge. I guess you just forgot about that. Uh, the Dunk Contest, Cassius Stanley's going to win. Uh, it's going to, like, he's... I remember watching Cassius Stanley videos on Instagram when he was in, like, 8th grade. And he was just throwing down nasty dunks. It's crazy. He's going to win. Uh, Three-point contest. Um, I got Steph Curry. Um, like, if I I would trade in the dunk contest and the three-point contest, I would trade. I would have Anthony Simons in the three-point contest. Now I'd move Jason Tatum to the dunk contest. I think that'd be cool. I think we we all want to see big stars in the dunk contest. They'll never do it for good reason. There's no reason to. But I don't know. Like Zion opted out of the dunk contest. Like it's like they named you through the All Star Game and the Rising Stars Challenge. Like just do the dunk contest, bro. You know. I don't know. He'll never do it. Um, All-Star, in the All-Star game, they're going to wear jerseys. They leaked recently. They've gotten a lot of hate. Rightfully so, I guess. I halfway agree with the hate. Everyone's saying they're really ugly jerseys. I think the jerseys are actually pretty good. But, they're good for the Indiana Pacers. Those jerseys are straight-up Indiana Pacers jerseys. Like, those would be the Pacers' best jerseys, in my opinion. But they're the all-star jerseys. They need to be the Pacers' jerseys. It's ridiculous. Um, they're even yellow and blue. It's like, I don't know. So, the first thing I have is just don't wear... Why are there all-star jerseys? Just wear your team's jerseys. And I said that, I said this on the last pod, is that Nike... Needs to chill the fuck out. Take a day off, bro. You don't need new jerseys for everything every day. Like, like literally, they have they give over half the league a two new jerseys every single year, just because they want money. It just because it's sell jerseys. It doesn't make any sense. Personally, I think if you just kept the same jerseys, you might be able to sell more jerseys because they're more recognizable and they're like they're more there's more like tradition behind them or anything i don't know it's probably stupid but uh my solution to this 
And what should happen is, if you want to go with the earned jersey, I think the earned jerseys are stupid. But maybe give them to the finals teams. Maybe give them to the final four or something. Not every single team that made the playoffs. And also, the city jerseys have one city jersey and don't make a new one every single year. Like, maybe make one every four years or something. But to have to have a new city jersey every single year is stupid. Um, like, the city, the greed is out of control. And half, like, half the jersey, half the city jerseys and stuff don't even make sense. Uh, I like, I, I love Portland's, I love Portland city jersey. Uh, like, just keep the brown Portland city, it's so dope. Like, don't change it, because you know they're going to change it next year. But like I said, um... No one wants to buy a jersey that a team only wore for one season. Like, it, that's so stupid. So stupid to me. Um, so, that's the pod. Um, let's get to our world-famous segment, listener questions. Uh, Alright. Another one is... Alright, another one. Is Harden a legit MVP candidate? Um... Yes, he is, I guess. Obviously, he's, he's James Harden. Um, I've been thinking about it. Like, J- James Harden's stats are so insane that, like, um, it's honestly crazy, like, how... I think he's kind of over underrated, honestly, because his stats are so crazy. Um, then, um... Yeah, he's an MVP candidate, but um, like I said, when the court shrinks in the playoffs, uh, Harden hasn't shown his mid-range jumper, so I don't know if he can be that in the playoffs, because I'm not going to say he lacks a mid-range jumper, but he hasn't shown it. Oh, no. Kolar, oh, no. But he hasn't shown it yet, so yes, MVP candidate, um, no... If you ask me if he's a playoff MVP candidate, I don't know. Uh, will Celtics make move this season or wait till offseason? No, they're not going to make a move this season. They're going to wait to the offseason, if anything, but I don't think they'll make any trades at all. Um, like I said, you got Smart and Romeo coming back. Okay. Um, all right, I got to go. So there's episode seven or whatever. Uh, or pretty much an hour into it. Um, I'm going to edit it later. So, probably drop tomorrow. Um, So, see ya.